Okay, the September job numbers released earlier today. And here with the breakdown is David McDonald, senior economist with the Canadian Center for Policy Alternatives, who joins us now here on Global News Radio. David, good afternoon. 157,000 new jobs last month, David, and that's twice as many as economists were expecting? That's right. And so we've now gone back to this, this pre-pandemic level of 19.1 million Canadians employed. And we haven't seen this since February of 2020. Now, we're not back fully to normal yet because in the past year and a half, our population has grown. And so we need more jobs now than we did in February of 2020 to keep the same proportion of the population employed. But it is an important milestone. Um, but there's a lot going on beneath the surface. Yes, we're back to the same spot, but there's been a lot of shifting in terms of which sectors are employing these people and which ones aren't. All right. Which uh, sectors uh, saw considerable growth? Well, this is what's interesting is the professional services sectors. Think of like uh, accountants, offices, lawyers, uh, offices, those sorts of things, uh, has seen big growth during the pandemic. There's been a huge growth industry in Canada, uh, adding about uh, 180, just over 180,000 jobs. And this is directly offset with the food and accommodation sector, which is on the other side of this, which is not recovered at all. I mean, they're still down 180,000 jobs. Things actually got worse in that sector between August and September. Um, that combined with the other services sector, this is uh, dry cleaning, barber shops, hair and nail salons, which are also far, far down. Um, you know, I think that there's been a big trade there in those sectors, those sort of personal services sectors towards uh, professional services offices, as well as public admin, so more workers in government, um, as well as educational services, so more, more workers in schools and post-secondary education. All right. One of the other headlines with these job numbers out from StatsCan earlier today for the month of September is that uh, people are, uh, although the job numbers are up, people are actually working fewer hours, David? Yeah, they're working slightly fewer hours. And so this does uh, move around from, from month to month. Wages are slightly up once you adjust for the change in the in the sectoral breakdown of about 5%, uh, which is positive. Um, I mean, the other thing to remember is that despite being back at this important sort of waypoint, um, there's uh, uh, there's about 300,000 fewer jobs for people without a post-secondary education compared to pre-pandemic. So if you don't have a lot of education, the job market is going to remain very difficult for you. A lot of those jobs that you might have been able to take uh, are simply not there. Uh, and still remains a high proportion of the people who are unemployed who are long-term unemployed. So they've been unemployed for at least six months, if not a year. A quarter of all unemployed people are in this category of long-term unemployed. This is well above what we saw pre-pandemic. Uh, and that's going to be very challenging. Again, as lo- the longer people stay unemployed, the harder it becomes to get back into the workforce. Uh, your skills have degraded. Employers start to ask about this gap on your resume. And so it certainly makes it more challenging. Yeah, but having said that, the unemployment rate at uh, 6.9%, that's down a couple of uh, points. And uh, I understand that is the lowest since the pandemic started. So we seem to be moving in the right direction there? Quite right. And so also moving down, uh, the unemployment rate also moving down as we as we get the, the number of people employed back up to where we were. So we're certainly moving in the right direction. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and certainly some sectors are... are are pulling ahead in terms of job creation, even as we see a lag behind um, in recovery in other sectors. And so all in all, this is boding well for the Canadian economy, barring a serious fourth wave uh, across the country. You know, things things are looking good. They're looking positive. The money that people have accumulated in their pockets over the course of these shutdowns is to some degree being spent in the economy. 
Uh, and there are key sectors that are growing and taking up the slack for other sectors that are falling behind. Okay, we've seen job growth, but uh, not working maybe as many hours as uh, Canadians uh, used to. And I know you briefly touched on wages a second ago, but overall, do we know our Canadian families, are they keeping pace when it comes to the cost of a uh, living? Because as you well know, the, well know, the inflation numbers were out in August and it was uh, 4%. Uh, prices are climbing at a really meteoric rate. Yeah, so big increases in 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 uh, the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, uh, particularly in the last couple months. Uh, these are largely making up for basically no increase at all in prices in uh, in 2020. So the way the the CPI works is you compare to the year previous in that same month, and so it, you know you sort of compare back to the way the, the way things were in the summer of 2020, where they were pretty abysmal. I mean, it was very cheap to go buy gas. It was cheap to go to a restaurant if you could go out to a restaurant because there weren't any restaurants open. Um, and so, you know, we're very much catching up to that. Um, when it comes to the finances of families in general, um, 2020 in particular, despite being very bad on the employment side, was actually not that bad on average for households across the income spectrum. Big support programs like the CERB, changes to EI, and a bunch of other top-ups to the Canada Child Benefit and Guaranteed Income Supplement made up for the loss in market incomes. People lost their jobs and they lost income that way. These government programs made up for that and then some. And so I actually expect that when the full 2020 numbers come out, we'll probably see a decline in poverty rates during the worst recession that we've seen since the Great Depression. Joined by David McDonald, Senior Economist with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, going over the job numbers for September, which, as we've been talking about, David, job gains, it's essentially a good news. But should we be concerned about what is possibly on the horizon? Because uh, there is uh, some concern with a lot of uh, vaccine uh, mandates in many institutions, uh, many companies, uh, civil service, that uh, we could see uh, what some people are calling a, a wave of terminations. That's right. And so if people aren't going to get vaccinated uh, for, for whatever reason and can't show a valid health exemption, uh, there appears to be quite a broad trend of vaccine mandates in the public as well as the private sector. So it's not just government, it's also big companies that are, that are choosing to implement these. Um, these will, you know, this push will likely happen when a lot of folks start going back to work and get recalled to work. That isn't happening broadly yet. Uh, you know, in the past month, uh, you know, there's relatively unchanged in the number of people that are working from home, which is about a quarter of all workers right now are working from home, and that, that's remained relatively unchanged. Uh, I think once we start seeing that go down, um, it's not going to go down, I think, to where it was pre-pandemic, but it's certainly going to go down at some point uh, over the course, probably, you know, probably later this year, if not next year. Um, then I think the rubber will really hit the road in terms of enforcing these vaccine mandates because now people are back at work. They're, you know, they're in contact with other people. Um, in terms of people quitting their jobs proactively or switching jobs uh, between the months, that's relatively low. I mean, the rate of, of job switching. So there isn't sort of a mass exodus of people that are quitting their jobs, moving on to other jobs. Um, the, the rate right now is, is lower than it was pre-pandemic. Um, and so we don't see any big increase on that rate per se. Again, that's another indicator. Uh, you know, one of the things that's being discussed is people maybe won't want to go back to work or, or will maybe want to try to avoid these types of vaccine mandates by getting another job, which doesn't require them. Um, but on, on either front, we're not seeing uh, that as a big issue right now. It, it may be over the course of the fall when people are recalled to work. All right. Something worth keeping our eye on. David, appreciate it as always. Thanks for the time today. Thanks a lot. Bye. David McDonald, Senior Economist, Canadian Center for Policy Alternatives here on Global News Radio. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.